friends from college Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian What was that, Jake? <laughs> that was me. Oh, that was you? Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay, well... I I cut it off right away, so for the podcast. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name's Brian Andrew. I'm here with my co-host. Jesse Sandoval. What's up, guys? And I'm here with a very special guest. Introduce yourself. Jake, what's good? It's the off season. I've been in Cancun since April, man. I I I really enjoy doing off season episodes with you, Jake, because I just feel like like you you get really into like the internet GM talk. Oh yeah, I love it. I love I love it because what's what else do I got going on? <laughs> but, but oh, Mike Clevenger's pitching for the White Sox right now. <laughs> so oh. uh, so uh, on the day we're recording this, Paul George is currently at a Padres game. Uh, yeah, we're all Padres fans here. Um, so I think I think we're gonna bring up San Diego later in the podcast for a different story. Elephant in the room. We haven't recorded in almost a month. It's I think it's been about three weeks. I recently moved, and I just there's just been so much going on that I haven't hit Jesse up to record until this week. But I feel like it was a good week too because it's like it's not like much was going on in Clipperland in the last yeah. month or so. Yeah, and it's gonna make this podcast a little more dense because we there's been some information coming out or some rumors. The biggest update, Michael Winger is now part of the front office for Washington, and we promoted Trent Redden to GM and Mark Hughes to senior VP and assistant GM. That's about it. And to be honest with you, like that just means we're not getting Bob Myers right now. (laughs) That's that's the biggest news. Um, If you hear different acoustics, yeah, I'm in a different apartment. We have wooden floors. We still haven't 100% moved in. So like... We don't. I don't have everything super soundproof, so sorry if the audio is weird. And I'm trying not to talk super loud because I feel like our, my neighbors could hear. I don't know. So no, yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's been a huge change in the front uh, in the front office so far, uh, based on the news I was given. So um, I don't know. Uh, not really. Nothing yeah, crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. There's just. There's just. You know. There's players that are quote unquote available and we're just here to speculate and to put our trade machines on and just, you know, shoot the poop, I guess. Um <laughs> uh Reggie Jackson's an NBA champion though. That's that's some that's a that's a new story. So is DeAndre Jordan, so is Jeff Green. Mm-hmm. So, you know, congratulations to them. I wish they did it as Clippers, but you know what? No one's done it as a Clipper, I guess. So Congratulations. Definitely. They've done a lot for the organization. Lob City was fun because of DJ. Reggie Jackson was the heart and soul for the Clippers for a bit. And Jeff Green. He was there once. <laughs> he was there <laughs> once. Uh, I know he had open heart surgery, and basically they thought he was done. He contributed some some pretty solid minutes during the regular season. And, yeah, happy for him. Um, yeah, there's really nothing bad I could say about that team altogether. There was there 
just well put together. They're fun to watch. I just love how Jochich says like does not care about oh, anything. He he's so slowly becoming one of my favorite players in the NBA. <laughs> I I thought I he you know like I didn't like dislike him, but you know he knocked he's they came back from three one against the Clippers and they've just absolutely kicked our ass for the last few years. So like. There's a reason why I shouldn't like the Joker, but the last week or so on how he's handled winning the NBA finals and stuff like that, like he's become one of my favorite players. <laughs> just, he, he, just... Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like Kawhi. Like I feel like he's what Kawhi thinks, but he actually says it. You know, like he like he says like this is just a job to him. He just have like he doesn't really care much for it. I feel like Kawhi really wants to say that, but he he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a friend of ours actually earlier today uh brought up an interesting point because like Jokic basically said like um uh well you know like basically stating that like basketball is not everything and stuff like that and someone's like well imagine if Paul George said that they <laughs> did roast him alive <laughs> yeah we love our European players though so it's all good yeah I'm growing on Luca too I I am growing on him we'll see we'll see how the next couple years go. I'm definitely indebted for him, indebted to him for what he did to the sun. So you know what? It's all good. I was like, oh, I don't want any. I was like, I don't care who wins between the Suns and the Mavericks. But then as the series kept on going, I was like, I am so glad Luca is doing this to Devin Booker <laughs> and Chris Paul. And now that Chris Paul's looking for a team, that's yeah. even sweeter. Like uh-huh. we were gonna talk about that. Uh Jake, what are your thoughts in general on the Nuggets and stuff? Shout out to the Nuggets. I mean, like the number one seed, did the number one seed stuff, won the title pretty easily, too. I think they went 16 and four, right? So, like, nobody basically even tested them. I mean, the Suns basically went five games because the sixth game was a complete, like, you know, blowout. It didn't even matter. So, um, shout out to the Heat for getting all the way to the finals and then, you know, wetting the bed but at least they got there <laughs> they they were the ac the the heat yeah. were ready to make history almost i'm like, not i'm not maybe i'm wrong but like i when the knicks went to the finals against the spurs they lost in five games too right and they were at eight seed i uh, maybe someone could google that i'm not yeah. i don't know <laughs> i think i think that's what it is though so like if that's the case history just repeated itself you know what i'm saying like eight seed got to the finals and they lost in five games yeah, would you consider at this moment before the offseason chaos has started that the Nuggets are the favorites to win again next year? No, I don't think so. And because they're going to lose Bruce Brown. And I think like he I mean, yeah, he's just a role player, he's not a superstar, but like man, bro, like he is so pivotal to them cuz they only go 7 deep, 6 deep. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not like they go 10 deep or nine deep, whatever, right? Like they just go with a couple guys and he plays big minutes. And there was times where they sat Michael Porter and they put Bruce Brown in there and he was balling. Um, but I mean, I'm pretty sure they're gonna lose him because of the new CBA. So yeah, yeah that, but then that new CBA is very interesting, and I'm pretty sure. In a couple of years, some teams are not gonna care about it, but it seems like there's quite a few teams that are taking it very seriously to start this offseason. All in all, I think it's a good thing because, like, I think I saw something online today where it was, like, the last five or six champs have been different. There's no repeats. Mm -hmm. So, like, if anything, the NBA is creating, like, this type of, like, 
unpredictability on who will make the finals or who will win the finals or I mean like in these last five or six years the Clippers made the Western Conference Finals the Raptors won a championship the Nuggets won a championship the like you know what I'm saying it's not the Lakers the Warriors the Spurs like type stuff yeah and, and like I wouldn't consider them super small markets but you could consider Denver and Milwaukee as yeah, small markets Oh, they definitely are small markets. Yeah, like yeah. they're 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 pretty heavily populated, but they're they're small markets in terms of like they're not L.A., New York, and stuff like that. Yeah, they're football. They're football towns, like football cities mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, I agree. So, um, we'll we'll come back to Denver again later because I want to bring up uh some uh, uh an NBA owner who bought it who possibly is going to buy a new arena, but mm-hmm. um. Let's talk about some speculation going around in Clipperland. Do you? I think like the first player we should talk about, just because I think it's going to be the most entertaining discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's been a report that Chris Paul is going to uh probably be waived. Now he could be traded. I don't see another team out there. I think they they totally that report tro- totally ruined everything because. Unless there's a team that knows he absolutely won't sign with them and they feel like they absolutely need a 38-year-old point guard. Um, I don't see... I don't see why a team won't just be like, just let him wave him then. <laughs> like, I don't I don't right. see why a team would be like, oh, let's trade for him now. now I, I honestly think they would have considered it, but I think by the end of June, Chris Paul is going to be an unrestricted free agent. And uh, he's been linked to a lot of teams, including our beloved Clippers. So if we want, we could get started on our own personal feelings about Chris Paul. Uh, Jesse, Jesse, do you want to tell us your personal feelings about possibly Chris Paul coming back? I don't want it. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I think we're if we all were to vote right now, we don't want Chris Paul within three basketball leagues of the Clippers. I don't send him to China, send him to the Philippines, send him to New Zealand, let him play somewhere else. We don't want him anywhere near the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, It's just like, I wouldn't want us to be more, even more injury prone than we already are. So, um, I don't, I don't even care about the injuries. I just, I just don't like the guy. Yeah. I mean, he, he, the only benefit he'll bring to this team is that he he'll probably eventually nut check Devin Booker or something. <laughs> like he he'll he'll do some dirty ass thing and stuff like that. But outside of that, he's just gonna spend the entire season yelling at Zoo or or Paul George or something. And I don't I don't need that energy. Uh, Jake, I know you're a big Chris Paul fan. Do you want to yeah. elaborate? Yeah, like I think it would be like to our demise to bring that man in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly, like I speak more like off personal, just like feelings, right? But it's never good to bring that old stench back, especially if, you know, he never won. Like he didn't win anything. Like he'd do anything. So bringing him back for whatever, in whatever capacity is like, it's just empty. There's no point. Um, I'd rather bring back like, if we're going to bring somebody back, I'd rather bring back Patrick Beverly. He's a free agent. You know what I'm saying? Like, I- I'm so over Chris and the antics. Like, if history hasn't told you, 
everywhere he goes goes sour. Like people like to get on Russ about his tenure. Go look at Chris Paul. He's played on like five teams already. So with that being said, absolutely not. No, I don't want any, I don't want him near my team at all. But if we do pursue a big time star, a third a third star, and we get basically rid of all of our death pieces, and we could only bring in vet like vet men guys. Chris Paul would probably be on top of our list. Brian, I'd rather have Ish Smith fulfill his Clipper destiny and play for his 16th team or whatever. No, I'm 100 percent with you. I'm so I'm like, dude. There is nothing worse. This is like bringing black, bringing back Blake Griffin. Like nobody wants Blake Griffin, bro. Like <laughs> he, like just to have that old stench of just like the. Fr- oh, I'm good. I'm good. It's so no, bad. I, I understand that you're trying to keep it PC for the pod, and I appreciate that. You're you're, you're making <laughs> so, the editing. You're so, making the editing job I'm about to do a lot easier. I appreciate just, that. Because... The stench is just it's it's overbearing. It's like a sewer. You know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. it's overwhelming. Me, me, and you and Jesse played Fall Guys the other night, and it was it was a very entertaining conversation about Chris Paul. <laughs> the worst. It's the worst thing ever. Like I just I don't even know what to say. I have strong feelings about Chris. I met him would a long you, time would, ago. Would you rather bring back Reggie Jackson or Chris Paul? Dude, Reggie is a third stringer on the Nuggets, and I'd rather bring him back. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> I know I'm going to get fried. Like, this guy doesn't know basketball. Like, you know, he's an idiot. And Chris Paul still has great uh, true percentage, like true shooting percentages. Da-da-da. Don't care. He's a bad guy. He's not cool. Yeah. Good. Uh, I, I 100% agree with you. you have anything else you want to add to that, Jesse? I just don't know what he can contribute. What does he bring to the team, right? Uh, he's like, a point guard, and apparently we like point guards on this team. We like old point guards who are no longer – they're just a shell of themselves, and that's what Chris Paul is. So, I mean, he was completely useless for them, for for the Suns, so why do we feel like he's going to be any use to us? So. Uh, I, I don't know. It makes no sense. Um, I'll be super pissed if I see Chris Paul in a Clippers jersey again, honestly. I honestly feel like Russell Westbrook would be the point guard we would bring back just because of how the playoffs went. Unless Russell feels like he can make more money on a different team or he feels like he could win a championship somewhere else. But, you know, if he wants to stay in L.A., take a vet men, then he can. I don't know if we could offer the MLE if we're going to get uh, more money coming back. In, a, in another deal but we technically could offer the MLE if we just get underneath the apron which is letting Eric Gordon go and Jason Preston which I got a solution I got I a solution yeah, yeah go for it I got a solution look go for Russ if Russ doesn't want to come back or you know he gets better offers it's not even about wanting to come back if you get more money somewhere <laughs> go get paid yeah bro like the team wants a point guard the coach wants a point guard like go get him a point guard and go invest in a point guard like for the long term because if you guys are going to want to go forward with pg and Kawhi, then you guys might as well just get the guard that they want or whoever's on the market that you feel is like of necessity you know what i'm saying like there is no point to keep doing this experimenting or back and forth between front office and coach and players 
go get them the guard that they want or that they need or whatever. Go fulfill the demand. I, I think the whole team likes Russ. So I I'm think cool the with head, that. I think the head coach likes Russ. If Russ is willing to come back, I think Russ would be more willing to come back if we got a third star too. I think it's cool. just the, the incentive is just like, sure, I'll show up and play with these guys. If we don't bring back Russ and hopefully we don't get Chris Paul, I do think Chris Paul's plan B. <laughs> I don't want it to be, but I think it's plan B. Yeah. <laughs> that makes so much more sense, right? Um, I I would not mind if Bones Highland just got the rock next season and he was a starting point guard. I think uh, I found it funny yesterday when you when you said that you know if Chris Paul comes, Bo Highland will still start because Chris Paul will break his hand somehow. <laughs> oh yeah, Chris Paul's <laughs> gonna break his hand. He's gonna have an injured groin at some point. So like Bo Highland's gonna start anyway. So like when we were talking about Chris Paul coming to the team, I was like, that's fine if Chris Paul wants to come. Like I don't like him, but if he wants to come, he's not gonna play. He's just gonna yell at people during practice while he's like got a cast on. So I got a question though. I got a question though. Let's say, let's say Chris Paul does come, right? Like, let's say we get Chris Paul and we're like, I just don't, bro. What? Or actually, let me erase this. The whole Terrence Mann at point guard thing, right? Like, it's funny because now we look, we go like in retrospect, we look back, hindsight, all that. And now we're bringing up Bones' name to start at point instead of Terrence. Mm-hmm. Like, so why is that? Like, why Terrence do we? Is not a point guard. Thank you. Okay, well, because I don't think so either. He's a shooting guard. He's a sh- mm-hmm. like he's he's a two to me, right? So, um, I I look at it and I go, Ty Lue prefers guards that can score. He wants a scoring guard there. Like Reggie Jackson was a scoring guard. We tried the whole Rondo thing, a bust. We tried the John Wall thing, it was a bust. Patrick Beverly didn't score, but he was sat for Reggie Jackson. You remember? Y- y'all remember, right? Yeah, he couldn't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Couldn't stay healthy. So what we do, we inserted Reggie. Like, and now here we are again. We tried John Wall, more of a true point than Russ, you know, like I would say, but at the end of the day, they want a scoring guard at that position, a threat. And um, dude, that's why I'm just like fulfill the need. Like, whether they think it's Fred Van Vliet, whether they think like just go fulfill it, go get it. I think they honestly thought a few years ago that it was Jason Preston. And then they realized when he played real NBA minutes that he's he's not ready. You probably won't ever be ready. Mm-hmm. Um I think I I think you're right that they want a scoring point guard, but I also think they want a true facilitator out there. And I do think they thought John Wall could have been a true facilitator. He just wasn't good because he had zero gravity at all. Whereas Russ, Russ is 34 going on 35, but he he plays like he's 26, 27 years old. Yeah, and it's I, crazy. And, and I do think he's a, he's a pretty good facilitator. Yes, he turns the ball over, but that's just because he plays at 110%. So I do think, but he's also respectable in terms of getting to the rim, whereas John Wall at that point last year was not. So I do think Russ is a short-term solution if they want to acquire like another point guard in the draft or they want to give another season to Bones Highland to develop to be the point guard going into the into a dome or something like that. I don't mind bringing in another rental point guard if it means that they're developing another one. If if they're not developing another one, then yeah, you're right. This this whole like just trying to fit someone in and 
every year it's not working. Like the guys are only getting older. Like it's clear they've said they wanted a point guard. And if it can't be Russ, then go get one. And whatever assets we have to trade, that's another thing we'll talk about later, right? Like just do it. Who cares? I I honestly think this team too, the way it's, you know, constructed, they don't need an all-star point guard. They just, but they do need to fill in the other holes on the team. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I think, like, a lot of people are going to point at, like, you know, Reggie, John Wall, when they weren't good. And then people are going to be like, you know, the combination of Russ and PG and Kawhi together wasn't that good. But I honestly don't look at the point guard position as something that needs to be either, it doesn't have to be such a black and white position. It doesn't have to be like we get this guy or where we're screwed. I think like, in my opinion, filling in the power forward position needs to be addressed. We can't run Rocco, Batum, and Morris out there again. We could put anyone at point guard. That's why I'm like, yeah, we could put Bones there. I even if he's not 100 ready, I I think he could go out there and spread the court at least, and then just give the ball to Paul George and Kawhi in the half court, and then just sit back, you know. Mm -hmm. But we really do need to address the power forward position, and that's either sliding PG or in Kawhi down to that position, or that means we have to go out and get somebody, and. There's some players on the market, <laughs> but there's one player that. All right, well, I guess we just we could transition into it. Is so the Washington Wizards seem like they're going to go on a fire sale, right? They're they're going to go on a complete rebuild. If you add, if you said this six months ago or eight months ago before the CBA was established, Bradley Bill probably would have had to been traded for two to three, four, maybe five draft picks or something like that, you know, or something on that level. Because of the new CBA, nobody's going to want a $50 million player on their roster. So Bradley Bill's market and, and Woj, I think, was it Woj who reported today that don't be surprised if he gets traded in the next few days and the buy market is, is low? Because, yeah, so us having a ton of expiring contracts that we could just give the Wizards that they could just buy out and a 30th draft, 30, a 30th pick in the draft doesn't seem like a bad deal. Now, some team might offer more, but not every team in the league is willing to go to the above the second apron anymore. Because once you go above the second apron, you're not you don't get an MLE anymore. You can't just sign a player for three to six million dollars anymore. It's only vet minimum players. So that leads us to us because <laughs> we have an owner who doesn't care if he spends money. He doesn't care if he's in the second apron. He's technically in it right now. So I'll go to Jake first. Are you open to Bradley Bill being on the Clippers? Uh, and, yeah. And if you think it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I don't see the offers that like they're gonna get for Beals to be like out of this world. Also, considering he has a no trade clause on his contract, it's kind of like he gets to pick his destination in a way. Like the 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 Wizards can only go up to them and be like, "Oh, we got 
uh, Duncan Robinson and we got Hero for you, right? And why would the like I just saw, I saw that report come out today and I was like, why would they even try to take on extended money and extended contracts? Why would the Wizards do that? Yeah. And um, if I was the Wizards, right? Like this is me. Like I'm not obviously I don't know the ins and outs of their whatever they got going on, but it's like I want expiring money and I want to rebuild this thing from the top to bottom. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the Wizards have all their draft picks. So they, sh they should. I don't think they've made any deals that would. Right. Unless they gave something up in the Chris Tapps deal. But even then, I don't think they would trade picks for him. Right. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, well, if they can get if they can find a way to get um, just money off their books, I think it'd be a great look for them to just be like, we'll take something minimal, whether it be one first round pick and the expiring contracts for Bradley Beal. Cool. You know, yeah. I, I I think it's a real possibility. I think Porzingis is a possibility. There's a lot of good players on there. I was seeing the Athletic one time. They said that Clippers could be interested in Denny Avdia. That's like interesting to me. That's different. Um, Kuzma, like I don't know, Daniel Gafford. There's a lot of good players over there. The interesting thing to me too, and I don't know if this is greedy or this is just you know. Hot shot. You know, I think sometimes we talk about trades on this uh on this podcast, like we're playing NBA 2K on our arcade mode. Like we're just like, well, the money works, baby, they'll do it. <laughs> like we don't we don't like go into the ins and outs about every single detail, but we do try to make things a little, little realistic. Bradley Beal and Chris Stapp's contract together, I think makes about eighty-two million dollars. Our team has about $60 million in expiring contracts if we do decide to uh, take on uh, <clears throat> Eric Gordon's option. So we would have $60 million plus Zoo plus Terrence make up that $82 million. So if we trade Terrence, Zoo, all our expiring contracts plus a first round pick. We could get Chris Stapp and Bradley Beal. Now, Chris Stapp would have to opt into his contract first. We can't do a sign and trade. But if he, so we could have a team next year with Bradley Beal, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Chris Stapp is thinking his playing center. Now, everyone on that team. I don't think has played 50 games in a season <laughs> in a long time, <laughs> but, uh, and then we, and then, you know, then that comes back to the, like, I feel like this whole podcast today is going to be coming full circle to a lot of things because then that is, well, Russ is good friends with Bradley bill. He enjoys playing with him. He's good friends with Paul George. Russ might be willing to come back on a vet men then to play with Bradley bill, Paul George and, and company. Hmm. Plan B, which I know you would hate, Jake. At that point, we can only sign vet men's, which would mean if Russ doesn't want to come, we still might need a point guard. I would not be surprised if this Clippers front office gives Chris Paul a call. It would literally melt. I would melt into the floor. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I would ascend into the higher room. I'd be out of here. <laughs> me, and you, me and you were chatting the other day, though, because I was like, "Well, what other vet men players?" And you're like, "Well, you know, maybe Jake Crowder's available." And you start, you named a few players. And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." Like, 
we would have to mix in, in my opinion, for us to be a better team, we would have to mix rookies, undrafted free agents, you know, like players that got undrafted and those are our 15th guys, you know? Right. Probably a couple vets, but we don't want to get too many vets because that was the issue we had last year. So it would be interesting because it would really like kind of hamstring our team because I believe we'll get Bradley Beal's no trade clause back. So it's not like we could just get rid of him whenever we want. We'd have to pay him until he leaves. And that's $57 million in 26, 27 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he'll be what? He'll be like 31. He'll be 33, 34 years old, which in my opinion, that's yeah, not bad. Every, I think every star in the NBA by that point would be making 50 to $60 million. So it would be on par. And we yeah. would get, and we would be able to cut ties with him before he becomes like a 36, 37 year old guy. Right. Like we would still have Bradley Bill for the prime of his career. Hmm. But we'd be paying him 50 something million dollars and we would never be able to sign another MLE player because we're going to, we're going to pay Paul George. We're going to pay Kawhi. You know, we're, we'll probably have to lose Chris Tapp next season, but at least if we could get him for one year, <laughs> you know, <laughs> why not? You know, or we just trade because he's making about $46 million right now, Bradley Beal. We trade basically all our expiring contracts, maybe plus another young player like Terrence Mann, because, you know, Michael Winger is probably very aware of Terrence Mann's skills. Or we trade Zoo, whoever, and we just get Bradley Beal in return. Uh, Jesse, do you have any thoughts on Bradley Beal being part of this equation? If if it could happen, like I'm not saying there's no the Clippers are somewhat tied. There's some people like hey the 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 main teams are the Heat and the Clippers. Uh, but w- would you welcome Bradley Beal on the team? Yeah, I I would love it. I I would like something new, something different. You know, like um, I'm just getting tired of seeing the same, just the same thing over and over again with just little minor pieces changed. Like I I really want something drastic. I'll be honest. It's it's getting yeah. redundant at this point. You want to get hit with a frying pan? You 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 Dude, just just do a swing, man. I think we said this last season. Go big or go go home. You know that's it. Like if you want to make the best of the Kawhi and PG situation, do what you got to do. Get that big star. If that's what's needed, do it. I I rather us have a poor future afterwards. But know that they threw everything in the kitchen sink, and it's just the the organization is just jinx, you know. Yeah, so that's what that's what Jerry West said on the pod. He said, like, yeah. "I think there's just a jinx on this team." Uh, you almost said, "I felt like you you almost like mispronounced it, mispronounced home." And I thought you were gonna say, "Go big or go Bones Highland." I, thought- <laughs> <laughs> I have my uh, I have my Invisaligns on, so like I was struggling to say that word for a second. So yeah, um, you did. Apologies. <laughs> uh Jake, what's up? It's just like to me, we we went into this like thing last season, right? And when it was like, oh, we have all this depth, right? Blah, blah, blah. Like, bro, none of that matters. We just saw a team win with that place seven dudes. At one point, they had Thomas Bryant and DeAndre Jordan. Jokic was in foul trouble, and they still decided to go Jeff Green at center. Did not matter. Like, I, I think there's like a lot of um I think fans like overanalyze it. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, talent wins. And if you have the most talent on your roster, you're going to win. It happened with Golden State. 
Look how far the Lakers got just off their two stars being healthy. It's talent. Talent will take you as so as as far as you can go. So it's like Booker and KD beat the Clippers. We were undermanned, yeah, but off sheer talent, they weren't a better team. Like if Kawhi's playing, we'd probably get him out of there. It's just sheer talent carries. So it's like we're gonna get into this off season, and for the fans over here that are crying about Rocco not playing or or whoever it could be right like of the 10 guys that we have it should a roster should never be 10 guys deep that all can play we haven't seen some something win like that in like what probably the 2008 Boston Celtics mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like uh, game seven when it was Celtics Lakers or whatever in 2010 I you, think you, like some, they only play like eight guys or seven guys you can make the case that Golden State, their run, they were possibly 10 deep. On the top of my head, I can't think of the extra player. Like, I know Sean Livingston was there. Not Probably not the KD teams, but for sure the, the before KD team. Iguodala, Harrison Barnes, David West. So that's already like eight deep. Mm -hmm. Sean Livingston. Um, well, seven because Harrison started. So that's seven deep so mm -hmm. far. And then Bogut. So that's still, I mean, Bogut started. Yeah. So so at the end of the day, like, these teams aren't really going super deep into their benches. The stars have to carry the heavy load. It is what it is. And your role players, while they have to be impactful, it's very minimal on them. We just saw Jamal Murray put up 27 in the NBA Finals. Jokic put up like 30 and 13 in the NBA Finals. It's just the, it's, it's the load they have to carry. Like it is what it is. Let, let me ask you guys because I think I already know the answer to this. And, but um, Paul George and Kawhi are, are going to miss some time next year. It's just it, it's already it's already pre scheduled. Um, would you feel more comfortable with just Bradley Beal and a bunch of scrubs out there, or would you feel more comfortable with the death pieces that we've had? Bradley Beal and scrubs. Bradley Beal and scrubs. I I agree with that too. Like I think just having a a guy who can score at will is gives you the best chance of winning every night. Uh, we Jesse? tried the death thing. We tried it. We just... it didn't work. Um, yeah. I just I'm I'm tired of it. I want something new. Personally, this is just me. Like as a just a fan, not an analytics, whatever. I just want something new. Um, mm -hmm. I I like to see if we're gonna still keep Kawhi and Paul George again. Do something extreme if you have to, man. You know, like we've already, like Jake said, we already done the depth thing and it didn't work out. And I will, I will follow what he just said right now. Roku, honestly, it was not that impressive, especially when he was given opportunities. So I'm tired of people kind of clamoring for that. I, I got, I got a for real question though, right? Like in 2021, mm -hmm. when we made our Western Conference finals run and Kawhi went out. How many deep did we really go? Like, oh, count we, it. I think Amir didn't play. Yeah. So, all right. What's 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 Pat Patterson didn't play. I think Luke Kennard played a little. Keep in mind, like before that that playoff started, Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard weren't playing much. Right. So they got more minutes in general, but Terrence Mann started. So I think Terrence Mann got more minutes. Patrick Beverly got more minutes because he didn't play much in the Dallas series. So so Terrence started, and then did Pat? I, I don't remember if Pat started in the Sun series, 
I think. But I know, he, but I know they had him on yeah. Booker though. They had him on Booker a lot. Yeah, they had him. I on think Booker it was Terrence. It was. No, it was Reggie. Someone Reggie, correct me if I'm Reggie, wrong. Reggie Terrence Paul, right? Reggie Terrence Paul, I think. Yeah, Reggie Terrence Paul, and then Morris, and then Zoo. Besides the point, what I'm, the point I'm trying to make here is we're not going ten deep in the playoffs. We're not going nine deep in the playoffs. No, you, we're not. You, the reason why the, the the like Denver went to the finals, bro, is because they didn't duck this all year. They put their stars out there and they played whoever they played. They played a rookie in the finals, bro. Also, like, if, I, if I if I could throw this out there to you too, I think the reason we went ten deep was because they saw the writing on the wall and thought we were not a healthy team. So they thought, well, if we're ten deep, then when someone gets hurt, someone could just step up and play. But people got hurt, and yeah, some people stepped up. But to be honest, like, dude, per- you guys per- have played in adult leagues before or high school basketball. When you have a roster that's like so, just like a lot of talent or a lot of guys. Just not everybody can get minutes, and it bothers, and it, it it triggers, and it like, it's tough. And the chemistry gets disrupted. Yeah, bro. I mean, that's a real thing. And I think, I I, I can't believe I don't want to call it like, cocky. Like, the organization was cocky or anything. I'm just gonna say like, I think that they overthought it. Hmm. You know, because PG played 56 games, but. LeBron played like 53 and AD played like 51 or 52 or something like that. Like, it's not like PG was on, he was on pace for 65 before someone bumped into his knee. It wasn't a stress injury. Someone bumped into it. If if I could defend the franchise a little bit, and because I think all of us as fans were thinking the same thing. So I'm not going to blame the franchise for thinking. Brian, we didn't know that. We didn't though. We went into the last offseason and we were like, look, (laughs) If no, this don't work. Well, well, that's what I mean is we made it to the Western Conference Finals for the first time in history mm-hmm. without Kawhi. And we almost won that series <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, with just Paul George. So then the next season, Kawhi doesn't play. And we do have another somewhat impressive season. Like, you know what? It's not it's not perfect. I I I have my I have my opinions on it. But also, again, Paul George is a play. So I think going into last season, they were like, let's just run it back because it worked two years ago. Now, obviously, all of us, and I know, Jake, you saw it before everyone else did. It's like, well, that was two years ago. That's not now. But I think I don't blame the franchise for being like, let's not break something that's not broken, even though it was already broken. Like, yeah, they, didn't I agree. See, they didn't see the screw that was stripped kind of thing. You know, like... Yeah, I agree. But I don't blame the franchise for the first half of the season to try that. The thing that I kind of got a little frustrated with the franchise is like, we realized in February it wasn't working. (laughs) So let's fix that in February. But now in hindsight, now that we know that we didn't make it and Kawhi and Paul George were just going to be hurt anyway, I'm glad we didn't trade Morris and Rocco and all of them. Although I don't know how disruptive that situation was, but I'm glad they didn't because now we have expiring contracts and now we could possibly get Bradley Beal or we could probably get Chris Eppersingas. Like, and we might be better set up this year because we weren't making a stubborn move in February. Yes, it wasted an entire year of all our lives, <laughs> but it might have set us up or at least gives us hope going into next season whereas like 
if they don't do anything this offseason, I think hope's gonna be pretty dry. Like and um, I agree with you. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, like and another thing I was like, what what I think we keep forgetting is that I brought I brought this question up to a clip a few Clipper fans. I was like, did you ever feel like the Lob City era was a championship team? Like there was maybe kind of hope that if they something swung their way, maybe they could get far in the playoffs. But no one they they were not built to be a championship team. We, especially with Golden State, <laughs> be hovering, right? Like, and so I feel like the two one three era is still the first time that we feel like we have a champ. We at least at one point we feel like we had a championship team. So. This is still very new to, I think, everyone in the franchise, everyone in the front office. This is new to fans. And obviously, we saw how it went last year when we had expectations and they just disappointed. <laughs> so I, I do think this offseason is going to be very pivotal. And I do think, like you said, Jesse, they need to make a splash. They need to get fans intrigued again. They need to, That's how they're going to sell tickets. I don't think Kawhi and Paul George are going to sell tickets they, they will, but they're not going to sell as many tickets as they did the last two to three seasons. But mm-hmm. you bring in Bradley Beal, I think people are going to buy some tickets, you know? Yeah. So I don't know if you guys want to follow up on that at all. No, I think you hit that. Yeah, I think you hit on the nail, honestly. So you brought up an interesting player the other day when we were just when we were playing Fall Guys, uh, Jake. This is the reason why I wanted you on the pod because we basically had an off the record conversation about some of this stuff. Yeah, pretty and, much. <laughs> and I was like, well, we just do this on Wednesday. You brought up an interesting player who's also going to make 50 to $60 million who other teams may not want in the future. Mm-hmm. And you brought up Mr. Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. And I was like, that's a very interesting. We, we looked up the contract and we're like, yeah, he's going to be making a ton of money and big players don't age particularly well. Mm-hmm. So, that's also an interesting player who the Clippers could maybe uh, look at in terms of, because like I'm under the impression that the Clippers at least at this point needs to kind of ignore the CBA <laughs> and just like, just go all in on somebody while everybody else is a little nervous about the CBA. Steve Baum should just go all in <laughs> and just be like, all right, if you're scared to pay that player, I'm not. Right. So explain your Carl Anthony Towns thing, Jake. So, Obviously, like, you know, the people that are going to listen to this, they know that it's kind of tough to get them, especially with other teams that can offer a lot. You know what I'm saying? Right. The one thing that I do think that we have over them is that we're willing to pay that seven-year deal. People don't realize that Towns is on a seven-year deal. He's on two years plus five. So, like, the team that takes him has to be okay with paying Towns, I think, like, $60 million. It's going to be like 60 plus after, yeah. For like four years, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think like there's a lot of smoke when it comes to towns, but at the end of the day, players also do get their way. And I think people like, obviously they don't like to hear it, but it's true. It's a player's league. And if PG and towns want to play together, it's a real possibility. You know what I'm saying? Like we just, we saw PG get traded here when Kawhi said we want him here. Yeah. You know, it's no different. It's no different. But um, we do have the expiring deals, and I think that maybe someone can help facilitate um, that trade. Like, and yeah, it's tough to say three team trades, four team trades, etc. But it does happen. You know, and a lot of stars, at least, 
when we were watching game uh NBA like mid 2000s that was happening to acquire stars if you go look at the Ray Allen package that the Boston Celtics gave the the Sonics mm -hmm. you know like it, it was it was it was huge it was a huge package yeah. and um i just think like it's not far fetched to say that it's a possibility can it happen yes can it happen no but I always say this, Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, anything could happen. You know, like, yeah. it's all possible. And to your point, and to kind of like how we've been talking, is the CBA was developed so we could have more parity in the league, and so teams could, you know, you know, keep their stars because not other teams are going to pay them, stuff like that. But what it also does <laughs> is a team like the Clippers could just be like, oh, no, we'll, we'll do it, <laughs> you know, and it it might not take four to five draft picks to get these players anymore. Some of these teams might take our 30th pick in the draft, a couple second rounders, and expiring contracts. The Minnesota Timberwolves have to pay Anthony Edwards, and they're already got Rudy Gobert on the books. Right, so I think they're gonna try to get rid of Rudy, but does anyone want Rudy Gobert's contract? I don't think so. Oh, no, it's gonna be Towns, bro. It's gonna be Towns, yeah. like for sure. It is, and it's like, I, I, you just gotta look at the grand scheme of things and the way the NBA is moving. Like you said, first of all, for us, our window is the next. Well, some would say it's closed already. Vegas basically said it's closed. Yeah, but the next four years, let's say we extend these guys, we don't know what's gonna happen, but. If they extend PG and Kawhi, then with that being said, we have a four-year window, you know, of of that our that our organization is looking at. I'm not saying the NBA that yeah. the organization is looking at. You have to maximize whatever it is to do it. Like, go ahead, go win, go figure it out. You know, you have to maximize that window. Jerry West certainly believes in these two. Like, based on the Jerry West interview with Paul George, he doesn't think Kawhi and Paul George should be going anywhere. But the problem is. They've never been healthy for a run. Bro, we don't know. I know yeah. people can be – it's it's hard, right? Like, Because obviously we get pessimistic about it. We haven't been healthy. But it's true. We've never been healthy to encounter, like, what could be. And, and Jerry kind of hinted at this. I listened to the whole interview. There was, like, two hours of Jerry West talking about things, and there was, like, maybe a three-minute Clipper thing in there. Yeah. Um, He kind of hinted at, like – and this is how I interpret it. You can let me know if I if I misinterpreting things. Instead of him trying to figure out like, well, how do like how do we find somebody else to do this? So he's like, I'd rather try to see if these two could do it. Yeah, like, that's exactly how I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I he like he was like these like you know instead of trying to figure out the next piece, I already have these two pieces here. We just need them to be healthy. Like yeah, I think the same way. Like. And if and so, I and he even brought me, you know, the, the way Kawhi's built and the how he works out and stuff, he surprises how often he gets hurt. Like, and so I don't know if Jerry West let is me, just let me tell you, uh, blowing smoke up Kawhi's ass, but look, man, I'm with I'm with I'm with Jesse here. I want to splash, right? Like, I, I hate the redundant, like the redundant feeling of like we're just in the middle or out in the first round or not even making the playoffs. I hate that. My my thing is, look. The the fans who have been here for a while know this. If we w the Clippers right now were like bottom fifteen in attendance, I think they were like seventeen or eighteen in attendance this season. 
which is not great. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's obviously not great for them because they have two stars. And yeah. so those of you that, who have been around for the Baron Davis times and when Blake Griffin was a rookie before Chris came here and stuff like that, remember this this stadium was not selling out. They were giving away free tickets. Okay, like to open a brand new stadium with a rookie or with, you know, a blown up roster is not viable. You know, it's not happening. Like it, it's just not. And, they're and, not they're not going to risk that. And like if the Clippers front office tomorrow decided Let's just do a rebuild. I'm still gonna root for the team. I'm still gonna. Same. I'm. I'm still gonna be like, all right. I support it. I. 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 I'll see the vision too. But for, I guess the fans that want to rebuild, but the Clippers don't. I think like, for example, and I'm gonna make a really bad comparison right now because you know I'm watching baseball a lot. The Padres are under 500, but the team is built to make the playoffs. The way the team's built, though. I still feel like they can make the playoffs, even though they're struggling. And mm-hmm. that gives me hope. That gives me a reason to keep watching all summer because I still think they could do it. The same thing with the Clippers is like, as long as we have Kawhi and Paul George, although we, we could discuss nine day if, if the combination is working or not, it we just feel like we're a splash away from making it into the champ to the finals where we're a splash away from at least getting on another run. Whereas like if we were in rebuild mode, we're two to three splashes away. And that's mm-hmm. two to three, four years down the line. Like I think this is a very interesting time because like we feel like we're still a splash away, but it's also our last season at the crypto. We're going into the into a dome next year. This is this should be a very exciting time to be a Clippers fan, and I want us to be a winning team. Right, like, and Jerry's interview with Paul George kind of opened my eyes a little bit on that. Is that like these guys, the the friend, the organization hasn't given up on these guys, and they do think like maybe next year they will, <laughs> you know, maybe they will give up on them next year. But as of right now, I don't and. We'll see how their extensions go. <laughs> go like, look, if, go if, look at the Lakers. Like the Lakers are a perfect like formula. They they won the bubble, right? Which people count it, people don't count it. End of the day, they had five months off or whatever in between that. They were able to be healthy in the bubble. Cool. After that, though, 2021 season hobbled going in. AD couldn't play in the playoffs, is growing. After that, the whole rust thing wasn't working out. It took them about, what, three seasons to get right again. Mm-hmm. And health was the main factor. LeBron even hurt his foot in February, right, or March. And yeah. still, and came back and played. But like I always say, it's not about what – it's not about like getting hurt. All players get hurt. All major stars get hurt. It's about when you get hurt. It's not about getting hurt. It's about when. Absolutely. And uh, you guys have any more thoughts on the Clippers before I switch subjects before we head out? Just a, just know it's coming. The draft, <laughs> the, the draft is next hey. Thursday. Hey, look, just know, buckle up, it's gonna get hot. And I, it's, think, gonna, it's gonna be a hot a, summer. And a few days after that, that's when a lot of these non-guaranteed and guaranteed contracts have to be 
basically given the okay that they're gonna the teams are gonna pick up the option, which I think that's Eric Gordon and Mr. Chris Paul. Hey. So the, the the next ten days or so, or the next ten to twelve days are gonna be pretty interesting, even before we get to free agency. Mm. Uh, heat heat this bad boy up. It's gonna get hot. And there's oh, there's gonna man. there's always at least one wild trade like the night or the day after or the day of the, the draft. So we should expect one. Maybe it's us. And something I also want to bring up: Steve Ballmer has has bought draft picks before. Yes, he so has. He, so even if we trade away some draft picks, Steve Ballmer's not afraid to call the Charlotte Hornets and offer Michael Jordan X amount of money for their draft pick. Right. So, uh, so I'm sure we'll still at least draft a couple guys in the second round. We'll get some undrafted free agents because if we do make a big splash, we're gonna have to fill up that roster. Musa Diabate, and if we don't trade Brandon Boston and Musa and stuff like that, those guys are gonna get like tons of minutes next year. A hey, wild, man, a, a, a wild card option. I just want to throw out there who I feel like should be. You know how Terrence was not, uh, what's the word? Not available for trades. Is there? There's a special word for it. My brain can't work right now. Yeah, yeah. Untouchable. There we go. You know how mm-hmm. Terrence was untouchable. I personally feel like the Clippers should try their hardest to make Bones untouchable. Because yeah, I agree. I, I do think he's like, he could be the sixth man of the year caliber player off the bench, which we're going to need desperately if we make a big splash. Bro's like 22, 23, and, he, and he's like NBA ready. He's been in the league for three years or two years, going on three. Like, bro, he's he's good to go. Go big or go Bones Island. Go big or go Bones. <laughs> hey, uh, just know. Just know. It's going to get uh, hot. Uh, another interesting thing I wanted to bring up because the the Nuggets recently won a championship in Denver, but their owner apparently is in the works with the city of San Diego to buy another arena in the city of San Diego. He already owns the ball arena in Denver. The reason I want to bring this up because this may change some of the dynamics, A, in California, and B, I know a lot of people know this, Look at the colors we picked for our logo. We like the San Diego Clippers colors. We like the San Diego Clippers. We love the jerseys they came out with a couple of years ago. I'm a Padres fan. Everyone knows that. I'm a little bummed if, for whatever reason, the Nuggets get to San Diego before the Clippers do. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Um, But I'm... Ride or die Clippers. I just want to throw that out there. The only thing, the only time I think I'd ever not be a Clippers fan is if they moved to Seattle and they became the Supersonics. Then at that point, I, I feel like the history is a little, the, the, the history is a yeah. little muddy there. And then it's like, yeah. all right, well, mm-hmm. I'm not. But... I mean, I mean, there could be a possibility of like if they were to move the Nuggets and he wants to keep the team in LA, they could trade arenas. You know, mm-hmm. like whatever and pay the difference, I guess. You know, so Steve arenas. Ballmer buys the, the San Diego arena, moves the Clippers, and San Croggy buys it into a dome. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And then just relocate. Because if it were to happen. The, the reason why I think this is very interesting is because I'm a Rams fan, so I know the owner it, he did some shady stuff to get out of St. Louis <laughs> for the Rams and move to LA. He he's pretty shady. So I think he would pull a deal where he's like, well, I think Denver deserves a new arena and I don't want to pay 100% for it. So I want the, the state of Colorado where I want Denver to pay for it. And then he just like is like, oh, I don't like the offer. I want to move the team to San Diego. 
And keep in mind, like, this won't be for another eight years. So this will be eight years past their championship. So it might not feel like it was just a fresh thing. I know this so, is weird, but does he own the Colorado Rapids? The Rapids? I don't know. The MLS team? Because they just talk about the, uh, the Rapids being moved, too. Uh, I know he owns the Colorado Avalanche. So I think there's a... So I don't know what the precedent is of mm -hmm. another team's owner owning the arena for another team, too. Because if you're going to build an arena, you're building it for an NBA or NHL team. You know, there's those are two big market arenas. Wait, you said the owner what? The owner what? The owner... um, The owner owning the arena and the team? Well, for example, he owns the arena in Denver. Mm -hmm. And that's where the Nuggets play. Mm -hmm. And you're he's building another arena in San Diego. Mm. So there would be a conflict of interest if, like, let's just say another owner yeah, right. wanted to have a San Diego team. He would own both those arenas. Mm -hmm. And there might be a conflict of interest there. Like, I don't know what the precedent of that is. Like, mm -hmm. you can make the case, well, the Chargers lease the stadium from the Rams in LA, but the Rams still play there. So that he has an expectation to maintain the facilities and stuff of the arena. Mm -hmm. Whereas I don't know, like, would he? I don't, I'm not saying he would sabotage the San Diego's franchise or whatever, but you know what I mean. Like, it's it's a conflict of interest for him to have a Denver team and also have another team renting from you in San Diego. Yeah, that makes sense. So unless he like builds the arena and sells it, <laughs> and then someone else buys the arena from him and he just makes a profit off that, or he sells the Denver arena. <laughs> And he just moves right. the Nuggets and the Avalanche to San Diego. Well, or he sells this, the Nuggets because the Nuggets just won a championship. The Avalanche won a championship recently, too. He sells both his sports franchise teams and then he just buys new teams in San Diego. And he just, that's what he does. You know, like, I don't know. I think, I'm just intrigued by the whole thing. Yeah. Well, let's, let's think about this real quick. So, you know, there's a similar situation. Uh, with Steve Ballmer, where he purchased the forum. Now we both know the forum is part of one a large stadium, but you have the Staples, you have other large arenas that can host, you know, concerts. So what's the purpose of the forum? What's going to do with it? Uh, we don't know, but it just goes to show that these people, when they have a ton of money, they'll just buy things and they'll figure something out with it. So you know, it may end up not being anything. So. You know, that could be it could be just like, yeah. you know, a bunch of minor league teams play in that San Diego arena and then it's used for concerts. Yeah. You probably know, you know, because they probably they do have an old rundown stadium, an old rundown arena in San Diego. So maybe they're like, Well, we can't get Taylor Swift to come out and perform in our arena, but if we build a bigger one, maybe we get Taylor Swift, you know? Yeah. Um so that could easily be the case, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, like C Bomber owns the forum, but it's not like the Lakers play there. You know, yeah. so, so but, like... but California is large enough for another NBA team if they wanted to. But um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Talking Fire brought it up. They're basically discussing what that could look like, and um, they're speculating on them themselves as well. But well, we were we were talking about uh, division alignment. Like we'd probably have the two LA teams plus the Vegas team that's coming plus the San Diego team all in one division. And then we would decide if like, do you add the Suns to that division or do you move the Suns to the Southwest stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of interesting dynamics. I just, I just wanted to bring it up because I feel like the San Diego sports world is very close to me yeah. <laughs> and we might have an NBA team there in the next decade. Right. So, yeah.
Well, do you guys have any more thoughts before we head out? Just uh, enjoy the season. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, <laughs> we're back. We're back at it, and uh, it's yeah. gonna. This off season gonna. Yeah, I, it's gonna I, be. Hot. I do think if the Clippers make a big move, we're gonna try to uh, do some podcasts the night of if they do do oh, yeah. they make a big deal. Yeah, live reactions. Oh yeah. Yeah, live reactions. We we've already been discussing possibly doing post game shows for important games next season. Mm-hmm. and stuff like that so um yeah you can find our pod wherever you find your podcasts you can find us on twitter at ellie clips forum jake you got anything to promote uh yeah we got a padres drop uh the 23rd 12 p.m 12 p.m so that's coming out um we have some tour merch coming out a bunch of bootleg tour merch um and then we'll start gearing up for nba pretty soon again but for right now we're focused on baseball and uh, just like a bunch of music stuff. So I can't wait to drop it. Yeah. JakeBones.com. You just reminded me. This is some bonus uh, conversation stuff while we're doing our outro. Paul George was at the Clipper, at the Padres game today, I mean. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what I always felt like was an interesting dyna- dynamic was that um, the Padres embrace the Clippers more than the Dodger fans do, right? But also the Clippers and the Padres used to be on the same television network. And the Clippers were broadcasted in San Diego. That company went bankrupt. The, pot, the oh, MLB, yeah, right. the MLB does the the. Pot. I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers don't have games in San Diego next season. I was gonna say, um, hey man, you never know. They might pop up with their own network. They they, they may, yeah. You know, into it is opening, and uh, you never. Clipper know. Vision could just be a cable channel or something next year. That'd be interesting. That'd be really cool, actually. Bro, this dude just hit a home run crazy, bro. This dude on the White Sox hit a homer. No. Oh, my bad. You're driving away our, you're driving away our LA fans, man. My bad, my, my, my bad, dude. Yeah, two-run homer that. We'll drive, we'll drive away even further. Uh, Padres won today, so. We appreciate yeah, everyone. <laughs> you guys could be doing anything with your time, especially not hearing Jake. Uh Talk rap about your beloved LA baseball I, team. I love I love Mookie Betts. I rock on Mookie Betts, man. Come <laughs> on, man. Come on. Uh, but yeah, um, we're out. Later. Peace. God, he sent that to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>